yeah and like coming around sometimes I like trying to beat the boys and you know a little competitive with that too but yeah there's just something so fun about just having fun doing something and not having any motive attached to it Welcome to the Blue Rose Podcast, your dose of confidence to live a bold life. Here I share insights from my own journey and dive into the stories of individuals in the outdoors and athletics who are fiercely getting after life. Let's build a community and be bold, babe. I'm your host, Becca Blue Rose. Guys, if you're enjoying the show, could you do me the biggest favor? Could you spare 90 seconds out of your day? Head over to Apple Music or Spotify. Give us a subscribe. Give us a rating or a review. I would really appreciate it. It not only supports me, but it supports getting awesome guests on the show. Thanks a bunch. I did listen to a few episodes of your podcast, so I thought it would be kind of fun to start out this episode the way you always started yours out and just kind of get an update from you. Like, what's <laughs> going on? Where where are you in your life? Like, what, what are you loving right now? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Also, podcast. That was like ages ago. I don't think I've put out an episode in two years, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I so I was looking online and I was like, because I didn't know that you had the wellness rookie. And so yes. I found that website and then I, it led me to your podcast. And I was like, wait, she has a podcast and I didn't <laughs> know about it. And then I saw that it was like two years ago. But I listened to like, obviously, like your story. And then I listened to the girl get after it one. Yeah, yeah, the the podcast, I, I was definitely in a podcast era for about six months, which is really fun. I am no longer in my podcast era, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, oh my gosh, what is new? What is up t- up to date in my world? Um, I Also introduce yourself as well. Oh, sure, yes, yes. So hello, everybody. <laughs> my name is Cass, and I'm the founder of a brand called Girl Get After It. And Girl Good After It helps women meet new friends and try new things in the health, fitness, and outdoor space. I'm sure we'll get into more of that here shortly. Um, But a little bit more about myself. I am a local Montanan. I was raised in a really, really tiny town in Cardwell, Montana, like population I want to say 600 and something. (laughs) Okay, that's super small. So small. One of those places where if you're driving by on the road, if you blink, you'll probably miss it. It's that small. Um, But I just say that because small town Montana is totally a part of my makeup and it's sort of made me this person that I am today. Um, I grew up really, really heavily into sports. Basketball was my main thing. It was my life for the majority of my young adulthood and my adolescence. Um, I also like to know that I grew up and my family owned a bar and restaurant for 27 years. <laughs> so that is also a really big part of my life and who I am because customer service and you know being in the world of sort of people pleasing where the customer's always right, but then you kind of think like, oh, are they always right? I don't know. So I'm kind of in that era of my life of refiguring that part out of myself, Mm -hmm. uh, which has been really fun and also very challenging. But that was a really big part of my life. Um, I left for college and I went to school at Washington State University, go Cougs, and I studied- I went to Gonzaga. Oh my gosh. So yes, Spokane, the Palouse, Pullman area, you know all about that. Yeah, Yeah. I Um, do. Yes. So I went to Wazoo, had the time of my life. I studied sports marketing and advertising because I wanted to work for Nike or ESPN or something really badass like that in the sports industry. 
Um, that didn't pan out that way, but I got a job offer after I graduated college and moved back to Bozeman, where I landed a job working for the Montana State University Bobcats. So I was in that sports marketing space. Um, flash forward many twists and turns later, and I've landed myself here. I'm still in Montana, but now I live in Bozeman. And I run Girl Get After It full-time. I've been full-time with GGAI for about three and a half years now, which is wild. Um, yeah, and in addition to that, I love being outside. I'm a big trail runner in the summer. I'm a big skier in the winter. I love all aspects of fitness and wellness and trying out different workouts and moving my body in ways that feel really good. Um, what else can I share with you? I have a German shepherd named Mac. He's four. He's like the goofiest boy ever. You'll probably maybe hear him. <laughs> Hopefully not. I love when dogs pop on. They always have a lot to say. Yes. He is very talkative. So I'm sure he'll say hello. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about me. Hopefully that's a good, like a little bit of personal, a little bit of business. All yeah, I feel like we got it all. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. And I think like, you know, to go back to your original question of what's the update, what era am I in? <laughs> I will share this. I am in my Duolingo era. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What language are we learning? <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> Why Japanese? <laughs> we want to go on a ski trip to Japan. Okay. And, and I figured what better way to like make it happen than to start learning Japanese. So yeah, ma you're manifesting it. I'm manifesting it. I'm like putting things in motion to do the damn thing. And I'm on, I think I'm on like day 26. So okay. still new, but it's still very much like the new thing in my life that I'm really excited about. <laughs> okay, well, that's super cool. I love that for you. I've never, I think I tried to learn German and I made it like three days and I was like, this is so hard. Oh my gosh. So, so humbling. So humbling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have a lot of friends that have been on, on Duolingo for years and I was always like, eh, I don't know if that's my thing. Like, I kind of don't think I'd like that, but I finally pulled the trigger and I'm obsessed. So if anybody's listening that has been thinking about getting on Duolingo, I highly recommend. <laughs> we promise this is not a sponsored, a sponsored yeah, thing. Not sponsored, but uh, Duolingo, if you want to throw this young lady some coin, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, amazing. So then for people that don't know what Girl Get After It is, I know you kind of explained it, but would you mind going just a little more into depth and kind of take me back to the the, the start of Girl Get After It and like how it even became a thing? Yeah, for sure. So just to reiterate, Girl Get After It, to give you the one-two punchliner, is a community helping women meet new friends and try new things in the health, fitness, and outdoor space. And we do that through in-person community chapters in right now, 18 cities across the country that host these quote unquote IRL, which stands for in real life events on a monthly basis. So that is what we do now. Um, how that started was, it started, I always say by a, it started by accident, to be honest. Um, and to really give the origin of it, I have to kind of go a little bit and share more of my personal story. So when I was just about to turn 23, I actually lost my dad to a stroke. And 
it was a pretty sudden thing. And in those couple of years that followed, I went through a period of feeling very isolated. I felt very depressed. I felt very lost. I felt very disconnected from, quote unquote, my old life that I had, including the people in it. And I just started to spiral down and get even more lost. Um, And that was going on for probably two to three years And then I finally sort of just realized that I needed a purpose in my life and I needed a new community and new friends. And so when I was, this was in 2017, I decided that I wanted to host an event and it was in my hometown of Bozeman where I was thinking that I would put this event out on Facebook and maybe like five of my friends would show up. And I ended up getting almost 50 women that showed up and I knew less than five of them, which was crazy. It was crazy because in 2017 in Bozeman, um, for those of you who've never been to Montana or anything like that, Montana is sort of five years behind the rest of the world is something that I always like to to say. (laughs) Um, So in 2017, there was nothing really out there as far as like community groups. We didn't even really have boutique fitness studios or the community surrounding that. Um, There wasn't anything that I resonated with. So I kind of just decided that I was going to do my own thing and create something and see what happened. So I hosted my first event. Like I said, there was about 50 women that came. And at that first event, We had a yoga class that my friend taught. Then we went into like these little mini breakout groups where we chatted about work-life balance. And then people had snacks and drinks. And at that first event, I actually made stickers that said hashtag girl get after it because it's something that I said to my personal training clients at the time. And I just thought it was like catchy and something fun that I could give people as a little take home. That, That pack of stickers ended up not selling out because they weren't for sale, but everybody took all of them. <laughs> and I remember being at that first event and just feeling so lit up about the connections that were happening, the people that I had just met, who was in the room, um, that I decided to just start hosting these events regularly. And so that's what I did. Every single month, I would host an event. And every single month, that event would be something different, whether it was trying out the newest gym that just opened or going on a hike together or, you know, attending a workshop together. Um, It was always different. And at every single event, I would just keep having these stickers that said, girl, get after it. And then finally, somebody asked me, I think maybe like a couple of months later, they asked me if I could put girl, get after it on a (laughs) t-shirt. And you're like, sure. Yeah, I I literally was like, um, sure. In the back of my brain, like, how in the hell do you do that? I have no idea. So I I figured out a way. There was like this really cool Kickstarter-esque website. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. But anyway, I created a t-shirt on there. We ended up selling like 50 of them. And I did that a couple of times, which is really cool. Um, Then in that period, it kind of... I don't know, flipped a switch for me a little bit. And I started to realize that this thing that I was creating, this community that was being developed before my eyes could actually be something and it could actually mean something for much more than just myself. And so Mm -hmm. I remember 
going back to my apartment one day after an event and I called my grandma up and I asked her if I could borrow some money to trademark this new thing that I was starting. And this thing was Grow Good After It. <laughs> and she was all about it. She was so excited. She just wanted to like hear about this idea that I had and, and what it was and what I was doing with it. So I ended up trademarking Girl Get After It before I even knew what it was. I don't know why, but something inside of me told me that that was a great thing to do because I could just see it being so much bigger than just an idea. So that happened. And at the time, you know, I had my own full-time business. I was doing marketing for clients and social media and web design but then I was like having so much fun on the side with hosting these events under this girl get after it thing that I enjoy doing. And so I did that for a while and I started to get people reach out to me, my friends actually in other cities across Montana, asking if they could bring this to life in their city. And that got me thinking that like, oh, you want to do this too? That's a thing? Like, it blew my mind. I had no idea that that was even going to come out of this. Um, and so we started to bring to life other cities across Montana. And at the time, it was just a private fee free Facebook group. So we just created um, and they weren't even called Girl Get After It cities at the time. They were called like the Bozeman community was called Bozeman Squad. And then we launched, okay. we, yeah, we launched one in Butte and we called it the Butte Squad. And then we had the Billing, Billing Squad, Missoula Squad, and then the Great Falls Squad. <laughs> so just all the squads, all the squads. Um, and there was no like structure to it. There was no like, you know, guidelines or branding behind it. There was nothing. It was totally grassroots. It was just simply the notion of helping women meet new friends and try new things in a really intentional community atmosphere. And so we expanded across Montana and that was probably 2018 to 2019. And then in 2020, the pandemic hit. And as we all know, in-person gatherings took a huge hit. And that was a really interesting time for Girl Good After It because in-person community and gatherings were the heart and soul of why this was started in the first place. And so I, I kind of felt a little lost and a little just like stunned of, I have no idea where to go next, but like everybody, we pivoted. And in ways that we pivoted was we really leaned into the retail aspect of our business of, you know, like this empowering message of girl get after it on t-shirts, hoodies, hats, you know, you name it. So we really expanded in that space, which was super cool because it provided me with resources to grow this and really lean into it full time and see where I could take it. And then during the pandemic also is we sort of transitioned our in-person communities to the online space and we launched a, you're going to laugh at this, we launched a community called the Digital Squad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we launched a digital well, it's, it's community. It's nice to know that. 
it's nice to know that though because it's like always really interesting to me to like see how brands develop because I think a lot of times like we start with this like thing and it looks so different from like point A to point B but everyone just sees point B and they're like oh my god her branding is like beautiful and she's had this put together the entire time and I'm like no literally no yeah literally no like it's it's (laughs) one of my like party tricks I say (laughs) when people you know see Grogan after what it is now and it seems so big and so put together and so like thought out and there's a whole team behind it like that's what people think maybe when they see it but really it's not it's like fake it till you make it it's like you know not there was never a plan and I would be lying if I said there is one now like I have ideas and things I want to accomplish and like I love to be in that brainstorm space but as far as like a set guided plan of what exactly I should do next nope out the window um so I I love that you brought (laughs) that up that's reassuring it's so true it's so true um but yeah so we had a, a digital community aspect when the pandemic was really rampant and we sort of took our in person vibe and mission and brought it to the online space which was great and I think it really suited the time but digital spaces just aren't where I thrive and it's not really where my passion lies and it's not why Grow Good After It was started so in the last two years as you know as soon as it kind of got safe to go back into in-person gatherings we went after it or I should say we got after it (laughs) and we really started to expand our in-person communities. And, you know, we, we made some really cool backend changes. We got off of Facebook, we got onto a really intentional platform. Um, We started to recruit community leads and launch different cities across the country. And that's been about two years in the making. And like I mentioned earlier, we're now in 18 cities across the country. So Long, long-winded way of giving you the origin story. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I I absolutely love it. So where does, where does the wellness, what what was it called? Sorry, the wellness. Wellness rookie. Rookie. Okay. Where does that fit in now? So like you had that before this. So did that kind of shift into Grow Good After It or are they, is that not exist anymore? It still exists, I guess you could say. Like it still has a website. Um, Technically, I still pay for the LLC, (laughs) but I don't think I've touched the wellness Ricky, like as far as, you know, creating a new blog post or anything, probably in Mm -hmm. two plus years. Um, It's, it's kind of been an interesting thing because I have thought about that a lot lately and just kind of thinking, what do I want to do with that? Because it's still very much a big part of how I got started doing all of this, because for those of you who may not be as familiar, the wellness rookie started out as my personal brand and blog before I had Girl Get After It. And I, you know, I was a personal trainer under that. And it was a really big outlet for me in the writing space as I was going through grieving the loss of my dad. Like it was such a big part of me but right now it's not really at the forefront. Um, so to answer your question, it's still a thing. It's just a little quiet these days. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. I think what I'm getting at with that is um, like, I want to think about like, 
you had this podcast and like, you know, you said you're in your like podcast era or you had this other thing. And so I feel like you're pretty good at kind of pivoting or like changing directions or deciding like, hey, I'm done with this thing, but not seeing it as like, oh, like that was a failure. And so I guess I kind of want to go into that and just be like, how have you kind of let those things go without being like, oh my God, this is kind of the end of the world. Cause I think sometimes we have a hard time, like something we started, we're like, no, like we couldn't possibly ever stop that because then like, what does that mean for us? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I've learned in the world of entrepreneurship and just trying to basically create something out of nothing is you have to let go of the notion that it's going to be exactly as you think it's going to be. And I really leaned into in the last, you know, five years of business is just leaning into what feels good, but also what I enjoy in the moment. And also just recognizing like my personality, I thrive off of variety. (laughs) I love coming up with new things. I love trying new things. I love brainstorming new ideas. And so I think just recognizing that that's just a part of my makeup, that I like change. And I think when opportunity presents itself, I tend to say yes to change and I tend to ride that wave a little bit. Um, And so I think maybe it's just like a little mindset shift of, you know, it's not a failure. It's just, like you said, a pivot. It's just a change. It's just moving to the future and moving forward in a different way and learning so much from what you just did Um, rather than thinking like, oh, that just fell flat or that failed or I wasn't good at that or anything of like those negative mindsets a little bit. Like I think just reframing it really helps me anyway, sort of pivot and ride those waves and do something different and get excited about it rather than feeling like a failure. Yeah, well, and I keep seeing on, um, maybe it's on your posts or just on your website, I kept seeing that you like to approach everything with like a beginner mindset. How do you go into situations where like you've never done anything? Like, what, like how do you handle fear? How do you handle that like initial get myself there? Because I know when I try something new, even though like I'm good at trying new things, I'm like, there's 10 reasons in my head. Oh, it's like too far of a drive or, it, you know, like I don't know anyone. Like this is weird. And you just kind of go down the list. So how do you kind of step into those challenges. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit of like humility in a way, like definitely that beginner's mindset of knowing that you're not going to possibly be good at something because you've never done it before. And I think that is like a really awesome quality to have is just approaching something without any preconceived notions and literally starting from a clean slate is actually really refreshing. Um, I also think too that (laughs) repetition and practice makes perfect, quote unquote, like not perfect, but practicing doing things for the first time, you just get a little bit more used to it, honestly. Um, And the concept of fear for me, like, yes, I still feel it. Yes, I still get scared to do things and, you know, make decisions that I don't know the answer to, or if it's like a good decision, I still feel fear for all of that. Um, But I think, like, truly just knowing that I have the strength and the skill set 
that I know that I'm going to be okay, no matter what decision you make. Um, and I think that is just like challenging yourself to be a beginner and to try these new things. Like I said earlier, I love that, like just practice being a beginner and you can start super small, right? It doesn't have to be this humongous new adventure that you're trying to tackle for the first time. It could literally be taking a different route to work and like going down yeah. streets that you've never been down, right? Like that's such a manageable task to do for the first time versus tackling something that is so astronomical that you just feel so over your head. Um, so yeah, I think the whole idea of just practicing and doing it over and over and you'll get a lot better at being a beginner. <laughs> yes. Is there something that you've done recently that you were a beginner at? I don't know. I have to think about that. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in the world of Girl Get After It, like we do new things quite a bit. Like I have, I know something coming up because I just sent an email about it earlier, but we're doing a women's bouldering night, like an intro to bouldering night. I have never done that. <laughs> never. Have you never climbed or you've never hosted a climbing event? Uh, we've hosted climbing events. I've climbed for like one minute and I was very scared. Okay. I found out quickly that I was like, oh, maybe this isn't like my thing. Um, but yeah. I'm, I've never bouldered. So that's something that we have coming in a couple of weeks here in Bozeman that I am was like thinking about earlier. I'm like, oh, like that would be fun actually is what I kind of thought. Um, and maybe yeah. I'll do it and I'll like it and maybe I'll do it and I won't like it. Um, but yeah, that was something that kind of popped into my brain. In a world of like, people that love climbing that's so refreshing to hear because I I am terrified of heights and I went bouldering with my friend who's like really good at climbing and I got to the top of the wall and I literally was there for like 30 minutes like because I was like I can't go down but I can't go over because I was too scared yeah. and so like they had to climb up next to me and be like you can do this and I'm like literally I can't like I am gonna stay here and rot for the rest of my life like I'm just gonna this is where it ends yeah for sure so. for sure that's like kind of a similar experience that I had I didn't get all the way up I got like <laughs> 10 feet up maybe <laughs> and freaked out but I just like I, I did it I tried it and I made up my mind and now I know that that might not be my thing and I feel like that was a win um but yeah, yeah. I to totally relate to that too yeah what is your like I know you said you're really into trail running, but if you're going to like physically challenge yourself in some way, what is kind of your thing? It definitely changes <laughs> that like variety lover, but I love to sweat. So right now I'm really into this hot Pilates class that I go to and it is freaking hard. <laughs> it's so hard and it doesn't get imagine. easier yeah and like sometimes there's versions of it with weights which like makes it a little extra spicy um I also really love there's this gym here in town called the mountain project and their whole thing is they help you train for mountain pursuits so whether you are a trail runner or a mountain biker or a rock climber whatever your sort of flavor is they'll help you kind of get stronger at that 
Um, and I, I love their classes and they have a class every Friday called full metal strength where they blast metal music and you lift heavy weights and that's pretty fun too. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yep. Have you guys heard of Rumpel? They're a brand that's redefining outdoor gear and making a positive impact on the planet. I've been absolutely loving their gear. Why you ask? Well, first off, It's the epitome of coziness. Imagine the softest, most durable blankets you can think of. That's Rumpel. But it's not just about comfort. It's about a brand that cares about the world. Rumpel is all about looking to the future responsibly. In 2019, they revamped their core line of blankets using only 100% post-consumer recycled materials. So when you choose Rumpel, you're not just choosing top-notch outdoor gear, you're supporting a brand that's making a real difference. I would highly recommend Rumpel for any of your outdoor needs. I found something amazing and I need to share it with you. It's a community group called Girl Get After It. Are you on the lookout for a community that not only understands your journey, but also cheers you on on every step of the way? I was in the same boat, craving connection with like-minded women to embark on adventures and tackle life's challenges. Girl Get After It is a community that's redefining wellness. Their mission is to change the game by finding strength in community, empowering women to truly get after what it means to be healthy. This is not just about fitness. It's about movement that spans health, relationships, professional, and personal growth. The best part? It's all about the girl squad, that supportive, empowering crew that reminds you that anything is possible when you have your squad behind you. So if you're like me, searching for a tribe that understands the power of collective strength, look no further. Join me in being part of something bigger. Head over to the Girl Get After It website or Instagram and let's get after it together. How has your vision, I guess, of wellness kind of changed because I know that you you had dreams of being in the NBA Um, and so you said you were like super into basketball which is probably like pretty intensive if you were that invested in it um so I guess from like that time to now like how has your vision or idea of like what health and wellness looks like kind of changed and how does that kind of show within girl get after it yeah The idea of wellness for me has changed immensely. And I think that is a mixture of just personal experience, life experience, testing, trialing, and just learning a lot. But then also like this really cool shift of what does wellness mean from a society's perspective, which has been really awesome to see. And I think, you know, Growing up my young adulthood into college, wellness to me, if I would have heard that word, it was like, okay, how many workouts are you fitting in a week and what are you eating? Or or I should rephrase, how little are you eating, right? Like yep. Yep. calorie restrictions and only eating salads and not feeling your body properly. Like it was all about weight loss. Um, and running like for hours. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like basically – the movements and the workouts that you were doing were in a way punishing your body for what you ate, drank, and did versus like trying to make you feel better, make you stronger, make you happier, make you you like mentally more clear. Um, So wellness definitely for me started out like that of about workouts, about food, about the number on the scale. And as a woman, especially You just have a lot more societal pressures at the time to look a certain way, be a certain way, do a certain thing um, that is toxic for anybody. Like no matter, I think like how much you try to do the opposite, I think as women growing up in that time, there's always a little bit of pressure in that way. And honestly, 
wellness for me didn't really change until I went through the loss of my dad and until I really leaned into community. And I think like I look at the workouts and even the foods that I was eating throughout most of my life. And honestly, that aspect hasn't changed much. Like I still love hard workouts and, you know, going on runs or working up a sweat and like eating fairly healthy and indulging sometimes like I'm still that person. I just look at the different aspects of my life that have made more of an impact in my health and wellness than the workouts and the food. And the number one thing for me has been my community and who I'm surrounding myself with and how supported I feel. Because I feel like when you don't feel supported and when you don't feel like you have one person or you know a handful of people or many people that you can lean on, you kind of feel a little lost and you know, I think you kind of start to feel a little overwhelmed, you get anxious, you get stressed out, which I think those aspects can really play a huge factor against your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, overall well-being. And so my view of wellness now has a hell of a lot to do with the people that are in my life. And I think to me, that is the number one influence of wellness and I feel like that is what Girl Get After It translates to is who are you surrounding yourself with? What community do you have? And it doesn't matter if it's one person or a hundred people. Like as long as you feel supported, you can tackle a heck of a lot and you feel much more empowered in the process. And I'm really proud of Girl Get After It today too, because you know, we we obviously do fun events like workouts or, you know, sometimes we do nutrition workshops and all of that, but it's so not about, you know, the amount of workouts that you're doing and the calories that you're consuming. Like we stay very clear from that. And I'm really proud to say that, you know, our brand is really focused on wellness in a way that feels approachable. It feels holistic. It feels really good. So, yeah. 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 Is it okay if I ask you more about your dad? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess just talk me through that experience a little bit more and maybe like how that specifically shifted your perspective on wellness. Because I know that like within that period, like the isolation, the depression, it can be really hard to like want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it was really hard for a really long time. Like I lost my dad when I was just about to turn 23. So just this last month, it was his like 10 year anniversary of his passing, which is wild to think about. It's such a time warp. And I think going through the grieving process was really hard. And my health and wellness and mental well-being was out the window. Um, You know, I, I wasn't taking care of myself in any way. And that lasted for years. And I think, I think the grieving process looks so different for everybody. And the timeline of the grieving process looks so different for everybody. You know, there's what I went through, but then at the same time, there could be somebody that is grieving who instantly, you know, gets back to like a fulfilling purpose and living like a really great like life. 
And then there's people that it takes 10 years or 20 years or people that never get back to themselves. And it's such a, I guess, it's such a personalized journey. And I think for me in my journey, that is how it happened is I just really, my emotions took over me for years. And that's kind of something that I think had to happen for me in order to get to where I am today. Um, And I think, you know, losing my dad was a very interesting thing for me because that was one of the most catastrophic losses that I've ever had. It was one of the only losses that I've ever had from somebody so close to me. And so that sort of showed me that, okay, well, this is one of the worst things that could happen to me. Like what could be worse kind of thing. And I started to, you know, once I started to like crawl out of this hole a little bit, I started to view things which with a lot less stress than maybe I had before. Because like I said, like one of the worst things had just happened to me. So what else bad could happen that was that bad? And it it was an interesting mindset shift because I started to kind of approach things and situations with less anxiety and less stress and just really started to lean into, you know, why live your days worrying about everything and stressing about everything? Like when, you know, they always say like, quote unquote, none of it really matters anyway. Um, And so I think my, like, my anxiety and stress definitely diminished because I went through that really hard process of losing my dad. And that's always been a very interesting concept for me because growing up, up until basically the point that I lost my dad, I was so anxious. I battled really bad anxiety, really bad stress. I would overthink everything. And then that happened. And yes, it was one of the worst things that I'll ever experience, but it definitely shifted my perspective on things. Um, And I think that shift sort of translated into every other aspect of my life and wellness included in how I viewed things too. What role did your dad play in your life? Like in terms of like your aspirations and just like supporting you because I know it's different for everyone. So like, what was that role in your life? Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a daddy's girl through and through. (laughs) Um, And I was a really big tomboy growing up and I was the only child from my mom and dad. So we had a really special bond, Um, you know, as I guess like a typical dad, he loved that I played sports and was super into basketball and all of that. So we really bonded over that, but we had a a great relationship. Um, And my dad was my person. And I think that definitely had an impact on how I handled the loss of him and my grieving process through it all too. Yeah. In this process, did you have a community around you or is that kind of the isolation? Is that like what led you to want to build a community? Yeah. Yep. I definitely, you know, I I had a great family. I had great friends. But during that time, I sort of always been like an emotionally closed off person just personality wise, especially in my young adulthood. 
And I honestly didn't know how to open up to them because you have these relationships with people that you've known for so long, the majority of your life. And then this thing happens that innately changes you and you're almost scared to open up after it for weary, worry of like, oh, I don't want to be looked at as being weak or I don't want to be judged or I don't want to cry in front of this person. Like it's, it was really hard for me to open up emotionally after that. And so I think that is a really big piece of why I felt so isolated and a really big piece of why I started blogging because it was my outlet. It was how I got my emotions out and instead of sort of bundling them inside, that was just like eating me alive. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, that was a really big piece of like why I felt so isolated. And I think why I realized so powerfully that I needed a community and that I needed people to lean on. So once you found people, how did you kind of get to a point where you were okay opening up to them? And also, do you think that that experience had anything to do with like the people that you chose to kind of let into your inner circle after that? Because like fundamentally, I feel like a loss like that does kind of change you. And so did you start to see that the, like the people around you also started to change? I mean, that definitely took time because, uh, you know, as like the host of these events, you kind of step into this role of, oh, are you having a good time? Can I get you anything? Like, oh, welcome to this event. Like, you know, you're, you're in event host mode. But I think after a while, it was really cool because when I first started hosting these events, we would get a really core group of people that would continue to show up. And then naturally, you just get a little bit more comfortable around them. And you start to hang out with people outside of these events, which is a really big goal today of like, girl, get after it and our whole mission of like, yes, we provide these opportunities and resources for you to come together IRL, but the real magic happens when you step outside of these events and you are meeting up with people or DMing them and connecting on your time. Um, and that was something that I definitely started to do initially. Like I would say after those like first three to four events, as I started to hang out with some of these people outside and, and you just start to become a little bit more vulnerable and you start to get to know people a little bit better, like below the surface even. Um, and I think I just started to feel really like I was surrounded by really like-minded individuals and I started to feel very safe and very at ease and very at home in not only myself, but what I was creating. And I think that was really cool to put some of this like built up energy into creating something. And I think like me going all in allowed me to relax a little bit in every other aspect of my life. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely, you know, started to let those guards down, guard, guard down a little bit and just like, show people who I really was so and how, how did that feel did it feel good to oh, finally yeah. let people in yeah. yes for sure yeah um you just feel lighter <laughs> you know you you just you just like don't worry about as much um 
you're, you can think a little bit clearer, you have more energy, like it just really affects all aspects of your life. And it's crazy how that works, but it, it feels really good when it happens. Did you start to see the people that were entering your life? Like, were they different, I guess, than the people that you once, like the circles that you once had, like, I guess over, like, say the last like decade, like from your time that you were in your 20s to like your 30s, have you seen like your friendship circles kind of like change? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely have friends that I've been friends with my entire life. And I love them so much. And I will always be friends with them. And I think like that's kind of with anything too. Um, no matter if you go through a loss or not, you kind of see through these different parts of your life and different experiences that you have, whether it's college or, you know, in my case, like losing a parent or starting a new business or moving to a different town or going on this big trip, right? Like you have all these different experiences and it's really cool to see the different people that come into your life. Um, and I think, you know, my, my main circle of people has been pretty strong for the last several years. And the majority of those people I've met through something to do with girl get after it or the wellness rookie, which is also really cool. Um, but yeah, I think like, I love meeting new people and I think honoring different friendships that you have is also really cool too. And just, you know, a good friendship is, I think, you honoring all of those experiences together and like knowing somebody is meant to morph and change and like grow into as a person. And then also at the same time, that other person honoring that same thing. Like if, if you don't have two friends that honor those changes and different experiences, I just don't think that friendship works. Um, or will last. And I think like the true beauty of friendship is when you have two sides and two people who really honor all aspects of you and all sort of experiences that maybe you've gone through together or each person has gone through on their own too. So for people that maybe right now like are struggling to build a community, don't really know how to get started, are feeling lonely, isolated. Like, obviously, they should join Girl Get After It. Um, but do you have any advice for, like, trying to understand what kind of friendships you want to be looking for? And, like, I know it's different for everybody, but I guess, like, I think as for people that don't have an inner circle, it can be kind of hard to understand, like, what kind of people you want in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think friendship is so hard. I think just acknowledging that. I think also acknowledging that friendship takes time. It takes a lot of time. Like if you, you know, meet somebody and you guys end up going and hanging out once, does that mean you're friends? Does it not? Like there's all these things that like circulate through your brain, it's like dating. right? Oh my god, yeah. It's like dating. And so I think just knowing that upfront and not having these expectations of immediate besties. And maybe that happens. I'm sure it does. But I think for the majority of friendships, that's not the case. So I think just knowing that, and I think you sort of spoke to it of what people do you want to be surrounding yourself with? What are they doing? Where are they hanging out? You know, what activities are they doing? Um, Where are these people? And I think the easiest place to meet 
somebody that you might get along with is by going and doing the things that you enjoy. And that could be skiing. That could be going to yoga. That could be at the library, right? Like that's why I think having events as this sort of icebreaker for people is really cool because, okay, you and this other person, you automatically have something in common, meaning you automatically have something to talk about and connect on and say hello over. Um, And I think that piece of it though, the hello part is really, really hard. Um, You know, especially if you don't have, for example, like a girl get after it community in your city or some sort of event to go to or a different community to be a part of in your city where you live. Um, It's hard to be the one to initiate those relationships and those hellos and start that conversation. Um, But sometimes it's what you got to do. And sometimes it's like, just do it, just practice it, right? It all boils down to this practice piece. I promise you'll get better at it. Um, And also too, like I I know I talk a lot about in-person connections and in-person friendships, but the online space is totally valid. And it's totally a place where you can go and you can find those like-minded people. Um, And online, you can find people who are located near you. And so that in-person piece could come at a later date. So I think, you know, not to discredit the online space because it can bring some really cool connections too. Yeah. Well, I think it also just is about where you thrive. Cause kind of like you said earlier, like you're an in-person kind of person and I am too. Like I, I tried to do the whole like Bumble BFF thing. Cause like I've had a lot of friends that have had a lot of good luck with that, but for me, like maintaining that friendship first over like online was like really hard. And so mm-hmm. with your events, it you're right. It's great. Cause like someone will put in the group chat, like, Hey, I'm going to this ski movie. Do you want to join? And like, we go join and like, it's that simple. So it's kind of like an open-ended invite for anyone in the community, yeah. which is just, I don't know. I just feel like that's a really good way to do it because it just like eliminates the need to like get to know each other over the internet first which yes. works better for me which yes. I really appreciate so <laughs> totally it's like you know by just being a part of this brand this umbrella that is girl get after it you have so much in common with these people um yeah it, you know I, I know that's not the case everywhere and and not for everyone to be a part of this but I'm just saying it's it's a cool space to be in where there's you know an icebreaker already for you where you can kind of put something out there and, and meet really cool people that are like-minded and who you want to be surrounding yourself with. So an idea that has come up on the podcast a lot lately is the idea of being a girl's girl. Um, because as you said too, you were a tomboy when you were younger. I was like so many of us were that are into like athletics and outdoors. So for Because I just started to be like, yeah, like women friendships are amazing. So I just like to know, like, what do you think has been the most empowering thing for you to like have a bunch of women friendships? Not that the boys aren't great, but like female friendships are at least everything in my mind. So like, in your opinion, what has that kind of given you? Oh my gosh, everything. And yeah, not to discredit the boys, I have the best guy friends in the world and the biggest supporters Mm -hmm. are often guys too. But the female friendships are just different. (laughs) They're so different. Um, You know, my female friends are 
empathetic, they're empowering, they're encouraging, they're emotional, they're deep too. Like I, I just feel like my female friendships allow me to be a little bit more me and not have to put up this facade and not have to like have like a hard exterior of what I grew up with, you know, being a tomboy, which I, I love that aspect of things. And I think like female friendships are just so empowering is one of the main words that I think I think of when I think of female friendships in, you know, it's, it's the example of there's nothing better than for all my skiers out there going skiing with your girlfriends, right? Like having a girl's mm-hmm. day on the mountain is so fun because you're hooting and hollering, you're singing on the chairlift, you're snapping selfies in front of the mountain. Like there's no ego attached to things. There's no competition attached to things. It's just like literally mm-hmm. about having the best experience with your people who get you. And I don't think anything can beat that. Yeah. Yeah. And that just reminds me of in your podcast, you were talking about trail running and you were like, I just like to go and like hang out, like eat some snacks along the way. And like, I feel that so much like in the same way that sometimes when you're with the guys, like you're running with the guys, you're skiing with the guys, it's like this pressure to like keep up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, honestly, I just want to like chill in the snowbank and like eat a snack and like (laughs) chill for five minutes um so I absolutely love that yeah Um, for sure much more of like a chill yeah and like jumping around sometimes I like trying to beat the boys and you know a little competitive with that too but yeah there's just something so fun about just having fun doing something and not having any motive attached to it yeah okay so to kind of finish this off I just want to ask you like a few quick last questions so as we just entered Jan- uh, January I was gonna say 2023 well 2024 <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you've received recently or the worst oh actually that's easier oh, the worst <laughs> <laughs> oh I think that may be harder to think about but I have a good like best piece of advice we just last night had this workshop a part of girl get after it on goal setting, but not in their traditional sense. It was called Set Goals with Soul with one of my friend Hannah. She owns Trust Ignite. Shout out to Hannah. Um, but anyway, she led us a really awesome workshop. And one of the nuggets of wisdom that I loved was not being afraid to spend time with yourself and like really get to know yourself. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, what's your favorite food? Or what do you like to do in your free time? Like not that kind of thing, but like who you are to your core. Like spend some time with yourself, meditate, be still, think like whatever you need to do, just like really dig into that a little bit. And I think that can help you in so many aspects of your life. Um, And she explained it way more eloquently than that. But I think that was just a really good piece of advice that I often don't think of is, oh yeah, like I should spend time with myself and get to know myself better because we're human beings and we change all the time. Um, Like we're, we're dynamic. We're meant to grow and evolve and you know, who are you at every step of the way? So spend time with yourself. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What is your number one way to hype yourself up? Oh, 
in my mind i'm like oh these questions are like so simple and then i'm like well i'm not the one answering them so yeah like the quick fire questions number one way to hype myself up is probably turning on drake really loud in the car okay (laughs) okay yeah and this one should be really easy for you okay what is the best like after physical activity meal you've ever had oh (laughs) <laughs> or like your favorite <laughs> never mind it's not easy your favorite after activity meal oh my favorite post activity meal is probably a turkey sandwich <laughs> okay <Love that. laughs> with extra pickles okay okay yep love that i don't like pickles but that makes me so happy for you what no i know i know i'm not a pickle lover like they're so vinegary and like i just can't with pickles like it's the sad cucumbers brother in my opinion yeah yeah i i feel that i just love salt oh i love salt so it's like salt and vinegar chips have like never been my thing like (laughs) nah okay well Thank you so much for coming on. I want to be respectful of your time. So it was so lovely to talk to you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap on today's Dose of Confidence. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you found inspiration here, why not share it with a friend? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss an episode. Sending lots of love your way. Until next time, this is Becca encouraging you to live your boldest life.